Merry Christmas, everybody. Can, can I have a Merry Christmas? There we go. You know, I guess I haven't, I was talking about hearing that phrase uh, this year. I haven't heard it a lot, and then I got to thinking, I haven't been many places this year. So, uh, you know, I can't really say that people aren't saying it, other than when I do talk to someone that calls me on the phone, you know, trying to tell me my social security has been frozen or whatever. Anyway, I, I'll, I'll always say, hey, Merry Christmas. And they go, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you too. Anyway, Merry Christmas. I, you know, this, this is a Christmas that we will not forget. No matter how hard we try, or maybe this year I'm talking about, not Christmas, this year. This is a year of crazy, isn't it? It's been a year of crazy. But let me, let me tell you that I also believe that in, in the midst of, when I say crazy, I just mean confusing, uh, can't put your finger on anything, nothing is predictable, it just seems like that there's always one more thing that you didn't expect that pops up, I want you to know God's in control. God is not off of the throne and, and just kind of wandering out in, in the wilderness, thinking, scratching his head, wondering, what am I going to do? This is out of control. God didn't cause this, but God is in control in the midst of this. And, and you know, even when things appear to be, um, you know, out of control, we can be assured that God can turn it around in a second. So why are we here? What's the purpose? What's the reason for why we are in what we're in? Well, I can't answer you personally, but I know for me, uh, God wants me to just trust him in spite of, in spite of everything. You know, I look back at history and look back at things that happened in the Bible and the scriptures. Uh, you know, when people felt like that they had been abandoned by God. But the thing is, is God never abandons anyone. Uh, he basically may allow them to go through some places because they choose to take a path that God says don't go there. But the truth is today, there's a reason and a purpose for everything that's going on in God's plan. God didn't create it, but he will definitely use it. Now this morning I want to uh I want to talk to you about the, the the why of Christmas. The purpose, the reason for Christmas. And see we can we can say well it's the birth of Jesus. You're right, it is. I mean that's when we celebrated de uh December the 25th. But we're going to talk just for a few minutes about this because you can ask all kinds of people what the purpose of Christmas is and some people say it's this that and the other. But let me just start with this. If you were to google God the, the name, the person God. If you were to type that in your Google search, you will come up with 2,666,000,000 results. You can find anything you want. Well, let me, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to discover who God is and what God is doing. And, and what, the thing is, is there's 2,666,000,000 hits on Google and you can have your pick. Dan and I were talking about this yesterday. You can find anything to support anything you want to believe. So if we're just going to make up a God, let's make up a good one. But we're not making up a God. There was a God that created everything. He is in control. And I think sometimes when we step back and we say, well, if he's in control, then why is this happening or why isn't that happening? There's so many different varied views about God, so many various concepts about God. Some people believe that God is uninterested, he's uninvolved, he's uncaring. That's what some people think. Well, if there's a God, then, then why is this happening? 
Then there's other people who think that God is angry. He's judgmental. He's, you know, he's waiting for you to do something so he can crush you. That's, that's some people's thought. And let me tell you what. If that's what I thought about God, I would be running from him too. I would be avoiding him with everything that I am and everything that, that I could, you know, get away with. You know what I'm saying? Just get away from him. I would avoid him. And so, you know, the thing is, then there's also people that, that basically believe that if you're just sincere. Well, I remember we had a track years ago that we used to use, and this track was titled As Long As You're Sincere, and it had, you know, a picture of a religious person on the front with their, you know, whatever. Just you could tell they were a, a religious person from their uh, garb that they were wearing, their clothing they were wearing. And the, basically it says, as long as you're sincere. And that's what some people believe. We just need to be sincere. You need to be devout. You need to be sincere. But the question is, what if we're sincerely wrong? Because we can be wrong. Did you ever, you know, wrong? Remember the Fonz? Wrong. I'm not wrong. How could I be wrong? Because I've experienced, this is some people's mentality. I've experienced things, and if God was real, this wouldn't have happened. I want you to know. I run into people, and they'll make comments, and they'll say things like, well, you know, I kind of think of God kind of like, this this big Santa Claus or this big angel or this they come up with the weirdest things and my thing is is whatever but the thing is we don't just get to make up God well I guess we can if we want but when people say stuff like that and they say and I'll and uh, there have been times you know I, I when I have asked people why do you believe what you believe why do you believe that about God why do you believe that God's uncaring or or whatever angry and then they'll tell me a big story, and I'll say, "Well, man, if I believed that about God, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would be an atheist as well. I would not want God in my life." But here's the kicker: that's not what the Bible teaches. What does the Bible teach about God? Because the thing is, is and then some people say, "Well, why do you choose the Bible? You got to stop somewhere." I believe the Bible is true north. I believe the gospel, the Word of God, is the power to save the lost. It's the power to save us. And the thing is, is some people will grab anything and, and start trying to build a life on something that, that listen, I love my grandma. I love my grandparents. I love all my, I love them. But the truth is, is, I've had people say things to me about different things in my life. And when I got older, I began to think, why did they believe that? Well, an experience that they had, a thought that they had, they were told was passed down, passed down, passed down. But the truth is, the word of God stays the same. And so the question is, is what does the Bible teach about God and the reason for Christmas, the reason for this season that we're in? Because there's a reason for it. And it's not just to go, you know, burn up your credit cards and, and, and you know, get so far in debt. Of course, I don't think many people are doing that this year. Maybe they are. I don't know. This year's different. And I think maybe it's a good time because to push back from all the, the noise and all the stuff that's going on and to begin to weigh out, okay, so what is Christmas all about? And so this morning, I just want to look at, at three quick thoughts about Christmas. And this is not my thoughts. I, I could say, well, my first thought is this, and because my grandma told me. My second thought is this, and I had an old wise man told me this is the truth about Christmas. Those are great maybe stories to remember, but to really build my life. I love that song. 
to build my life on something that somebody's perspective or somebody's idea, it's dangerous. Well, as long as you're sincere, that's dangerous. There's three quick things I'll give you today about about what's the purpose or the reason for Christmas is. The first one there is to remove misconceptions. Why was Jesus born? The why of Jesus' birth. To remove misconceptions about God. To remove, because people have all kinds of ideas. And in this day and age, you have 2,660,000,000 options to go in. And some of them are probably right. But there's some weird stuff out there. And so we've got to stop. We've got to take, God, why was Jesus born? Why? Well, according to uh, John chapter 18, verse 37, it says, Jesus says this. He says, this is why I was born and came into the world to tell people the truth. To tell people the truth. Okay? The truth. The truth is not, doesn't change. Facts can change. You know that. Facts have changed how many times this year on various issues? This was the way to do it. No, don't do it that way anymore. This is the way. But the truth, that's why Jesus was born. That's why Jesus was what came and, and was laid in a manger, was born through a virgin, and was laid in a manger, came and grew up and became a man and died on the cross to tell the truth about who God was. God is a loving God. God is a God that cares. God is a God that's not angry. Let me, let me give you a news blast today. God's not angry with you. God's not angry with you. God's not angry with you. Those of you that are watching online, he's not angry with you. And some people, I remember growing up and having people use that as maybe leverage to try to get me to do things better. You know, God's mad. Jesus is crying. Remember that one? Jesus is crying. Why? Because... You know, he's, he's angry. God's not angry with you. That's not what the Bible teaches. This scripture says that Jesus made the statement himself. I came to tell you the truth about God. And so what we see in Jesus is what we can expect to see in God, what we do see in God because they are one in the same. And then, of course, in John chapter 3, verse 17, I love 316. We're all very familiar. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. But 317, that's the verse. That's the verse. I love this verse because maybe you didn't grow up with a sense of condemnation, and I can't say that I did. There was a season where I felt like God didn't like me, that God was angry with me, probably things that I'd been told or maybe just thoughts that I'd... But 3.17 says that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him we might be saved. So Jesus came to not bring condemnation. If you're sitting here today, if you're watching today, and you're feeling condemnation on your life because of something you did or something you didn't do that you should have done, the way you handled the situation, the way you maybe navigated through a circumstance or a relationship, I want you to know Jesus didn't come to say, I've come to let you know that you're a loser and that you're going to go straight to hell for that. That's not why Jesus came. Jesus came to tell us the truth and to tell us that God wants to forgive us. He is willing to save and to cleanse us from all 
sin. The second thing is that God came to express the love of God. To express. See, I can say to you, you know, you, you remember the story where uh, I think it's in the gospel, I know it's in the gospel where it says, if you see your brother in need and you don't do anything, be warmed and filled, what good is that? What good is that? It doesn't do any good. So if God from heaven would have said, I love you all, busy, got to go, see you soon. What good would that have done? But that's not what Jesus' appearance in the earth, appearance on, on the day that we celebrate as Christmas was all about. It was about God expressing his love to us. If we stop, I, I, John, you say you're not a Christmas person. Anybody that cries at Christmas music is a Christmas person. I don't even do that. <laughs> Unless it's Mary, did you know, or something like that. Okay. But I'm just saying, you know, uh, you know, God sent Jesus to express his love. We already read this verse, John 3, 16. God so loved. Everybody say, so loved. You know, if, I, if, if, if you were to tell somebody, man, I love you, man. Then that would be great. But what if they said, I so love you? It would be like, it's a little weird, man. You know why? Because it's it's more than, and I'm not saying just to tell somebody I love you is not powerful or not good enough, but I'm saying there's a communication in that phrase. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. I believe there was a yearning. I believe there still is a yearning in the heart of God for every person, for every person, whether they're in this building or whether they're watching online, whether you'll see this today or down the road. There's a yearning in the heart of God for you to know that God is trying to express his love. He's trying to pour his love on you. I was looking at a phrase this morning. I didn't write down the verse, but uh, and it was talking about how we've heard the phrase that God uh, poured out his wrath on Jesus. And I, I can't find that verse stated that way, but there's a lot of verses to say that Jesus took the wrath of God for us. And so God wanted, he didn't want to express wrath because he didn't ever feel wrath towards you. But there was wrath inside of him and it was over the thing that was separating us from him. And so he chose to deal with that sin that we all have been touched by. You know, there's this, this COVID-19 going around. And, you know, I, I probably were sitting here and we probably could name 10 or 15 or 20 people that we personally know, maybe more, that have been affected by COVID. They've had it. But I'm going to tell you today, I can look at you and I know, in love I say this because I'm looking in the mirror, every single one of us have been affected by sin. Every one of us. And the thing is, is God's not looking at you and go tainted, 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 tainted. He's looking at you and saying, I love you so much, so much. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find a way. This is what, this, from the very beginning, the Bible says that the, that the Lamb of God, that the Son of God, the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the earth. God had a plan to redeem and to, to buy us back and to make a way for us. It wasn't something that he said, you know what? These people are really bugging me. All they do is mess up and make problems for everybody and one another. I guess I'm just going to have to figure out a way to get them out of this mess again. I believe, God, you are the apple 
of God's eye. Christmas is about God expressing his love to you and to your family. That's what it's about. God expressing that love. And then, of course, in, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, let me read this. This is the New Living Translation. It says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. This is real love. Not, not passive or, or, or superficial love. Real love that God sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. He didn't send his son with a gift basket to say, there's a card inside, love you, those are good too. But God wasn't just trying to impress us, he was trying to reach us. That's what Christmas is all about. God expressing his love and, and explaining that God is, is doing everything that he can do to reach into our life, into our families, into the world. You know, we're always looking for a world leader or a, a national leader or someone that's going to legislate us out of our problems. And I think it's good to have good leaders. But I'm going to tell you right now, the best leader in flesh and blood in this world with the human spirit that was born of a man or born of a woman cannot even come close to what we need in our spiritual life. Nobody can change this. Nobody can change what's going on. Only God. That's what Christmas is all about. It's all about God expressing his love. You know, we have our grandkids. We sat down with them the other night. And I just, because this year Delta is old enough to sing songs, man. She knows the words of songs. or If she doesn't know them, she'll make them up. And I love the words she makes up, you know. But I just wanted to hear her sing. And I wanted to record it just because I want to have it. But the thing is, is, you know, as, as she's singing, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know what? Uh, there's something in her voice. There's something in my heart. That's, there's, an, there's an expression that I just want from her. Papa, let's sing Jingle Bells. Papa, sing this little light of mine, whatever it is. And it's like, as soon as I start singing it, she goes. There's something in her that just wants to express something inside. But the older we get, the ability to express, I'm talking about our expressions now, the ability for us to express becomes so heavy and so burdened down that it's like not only can I not really express what's in my heart lots of times, but I can't really receive what the expression of others, like God, God sent Jesus to express his love for us. He says, this is real love, that God sent his son as a sacrifice, a sacrifice, a sacrifice, a, a, a sacrifice that he would die to take away our sin. The third thought, the third uh, thing that I want to share this morning is that Christmas, the why of Christmas is that God sent his son, sent Jesus to be born on this day, whether it's actually this day, on the day that we celebrate as Christmas, to enable, to give us, to enable a real relationship with God. A real living relationship. To enable us to have a relationship with God. You know, I, I think that, you know, we've had, 
you know, family members, uh, all of us have, and something will happen, and they'll become a wedge-driven, you know, maybe not intentional, but maybe a hurt that takes place, something that happens. And, and the thing is, is, and I'll use me for the example, because I have to be right, by golly, till you make it right, you're, I don't even want to see you. I'm just saying. That's what ha- whether that's actually stated or whether that actually happens, that sometimes is what, f- what, what we feel. You know what, I know what I did, or I know what they did, and it, and it, and it does not facilitate or enable a, a good relationship, a relationship with that person. They are gone because there's too much stuff between us and them. And as human beings, we live with this thing that says, whether it's stated or not, until you get it right or until I can get this fixed, I really can't come around. They can't come around until uh, we get this fixed, until they get this fixed. You know what? If there was ever a breach, a separation, a chasm between uh, anyone, it's between man and God. It's the sin that, that, that Jesus came to die for. God expressed his love by saying, sending his son to die on a cross to cleanse us from all sin. And the reason for that was to enable a relationship. To enable a relationship. And the thing is, is, you know, we might look at that and say, well, it's there if I need it. You need it. We need this relationship. We need to engage in this relationship with God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. It says that his unchanging plan, God's unchanging plan has always been, from the very beginning, to adopt us, to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ, through Jesus Christ. You know, I believe that I read this thing the other day uh, just reading some different stories and things that writings that people had put down about about uh, the beginning about Adam and Eve and and, it, and the comment was made in in this story that you know when God when when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden when they sinned in the garden and they realized that they were naked and they went and got some fig leaves and they built them some you know some uh, clothes out of fig leaves you know what Adam said right. Adam said, I'm the one that wears the plants in the family. I know. Had to get it out. It was there. It was. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but the thing is, is I, uh, then I read in this, this, this writing that someone had written that God killed some animals. He took some animal skins and he, and he shaped them and he put them together and he made clothes for them. But the comment was made on the inside. You know how when you when you get your clothes, a lot of times people want to know, who makes that? Is that Gucci? Is that whoever? On the inside, there was written a promise on the inside of those clothes. And it was that, I will redeem you back. I will redeem you back. I will do whatever it takes to get you back. That's what Jesus' coming was all about. Because God was going to get you back, not get you back, Get you back to himself. He was going to make a way for us, for our children, for our parents, for our uncles and aunts and cousins and our neighbors, for everyone to have the opportunity to come back to God and to have peace with God. So God 
the reason and the purpose for Christmas was that God would remove all, that Jesus coming would remove all concepts, misconceptions about God, that he would express the love of God and enable a relationship with God. And of course, the last verse here, let me, let me read this last verse. It says, uh, this is actually uh, Romans 5, 11. It says, so now we, we rejoice. We can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God all because. Who did this, God? How did this happen? How can I stand before you and, and, and experience your love? How can I stand before you and, and know that my sin's forgiven? How can this? He says, all because of what Jesus, the Lord Jesus has done for us in making us friends with God. It was all about what Jesus did, which basically goes back to what we're celebrating right now, this time of year. The whole world celebrates Christmas pretty much, but a lot of them don't really know why, and I'm not criticizing them. I'm saying the reason they don't is because they don't understand the love of God. They don't understand the the life of God. They don't understand why they're created. They don't understand. There's even people in your circle that probably you could take a minute and, and talk to them about the reason and the, the why of Christmas. And listen, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that having a Christmas tree and, and that buying presents is bad. It's wrong getting together with family and singing Frosty the Snowman and Jingle Bells is wrong. I'm not saying that because I do that. But I know in my heart of hearts the reason for Christmas was because God wanted us back. And I think somehow he wanted to clothe us with righteousness. So this, this, this morning, in all the gift buying and all the gift giving and all the, the one gift, and I see most of us here in this building, I'm sure, have received this gift of salvation. It's the greatest gift that ever could be given. It's the greatest gift that could ever be received. But the thing is, is it's got to be received. It can't just be, oh, yeah, I've got it over there. I I would seriously doubt, especially when we're kids, that a gift on Christmas morning, somebody hands you a gift. I'll open that one later. I doubt it. It's open. There's paper flying everywhere if it's wrapped. It's opened. It's all over the place. But this gift of God's love, forgiveness of sin, it's it's, got to be received and it's got to be engaged with. And this morning, all I want to do is pray a simple prayer with you. And maybe you're here, maybe you're watching online. Maybe someone will see this down the road. You know what? The gift is Jesus coming to tell us the truth about God, expressing the love of God, and saying you can have a relationship with God. Pray with me today. If you'll pray with me, matter of fact, if everyone would pray this prayer with me, it might make it easy on someone that's sitting here to pray it. 